Hello there, and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashams in Abuja, Nigeria, and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we find out about the state of women's football in Africa. As the qualifiers are on for the African Women's Cup of Nations, we find out about the women's game in Nigeria, the Gambia, and in Tanzania. We are going to start Tanzania League soon because that is they're going to give them a lot of confidence of possession of the ball and finishing. Also, we catch up with what's going on in the English Premier League. Well, Sadio Mane, the Senegalese Southampton player, is certainly making the headlines. Well, that's all coming up later, plus exciting news of our brand new Planet Sport Football Africa app. Well, it's a busy few days of qualifying for the 2017 Africa Cup of Nations. The finals taking place in Gabon and match days three and four are on in the space of less than a week with 52 games being played over six days going on up to next Tuesday. We'll be assessing the race to Gabon on next week's show and teams know that if they can get six points from the two games, they'll be in with a big chance of finishing top of the group and qualifying for the finals. So this, a really crucial stage in qualification. As I say, more on this on next week's show. Well, last weekend we had the second legs of first-round qualifiers for the Women's Africa Cup of Nations. The finals take place in Cameroon in November, and there are 14 teams through now to the second round of qualifying. Here in Harare, Zimbabwe's mighty warriors knocked Tanzania's Twiga Stars out 3-2 on aggregate. They won 2-1 away and then drew 1-1 at home. Now Zimbabwe have been to the Africa Women's Cup of Nations finals three times and they've qualified for this year's Olympics. While Tanzania have only qualified for the Women's Nations Cup finals once and they've now failed in their last three attempts. I spoke to Tanzania coach Nazra Juma Mohamed and she told me about some of the challenges that women's football faces in her country. In Tanzania we don't have any league so for uh, I make sure when I go back home we are going to start Tanzania League soon because that is they're going to give them a lot of confidence of possession of the ball and finishing when they got of the chance to finish at the goal. I think they need to do so many competition in order to to get a good uh, performance and to believe themselves that they can do, they can achieve a result because. Uh, uh, they need a lot of competition. So how do you assemble your team when you don't have a league that's uh, being held? Actually, we have some clubs. They doing they play themselves in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, city of Tanzania. But the rest of the place, we don't have a league. So we call this player from different clubs within one region, and then we make a national team. So we are going to make a league soon. Because this is performance was shown here today, it means that Tanzania can achieve a lot. They can do better in women's football in Africa. Seems like you have some very talented players. Yes, I agree with you. We have a lot of talent players and they are very young. Most of them is under 20 and 20 years old. So I know that they can be a good player in future time. That's Tanzania women's national team coach Nazra Juma Mohamed. So there's no league for women's football in Tanzania, but they do seem to have the potential to do well. 
Now the Gambia didn't enter these qualifiers, but there are moves being made to develop women's football in the Gambia. Ajara Samba is one of the country's most experienced women's players. She played in the 2012 Under-17 World Cup qualifier in Azerbaijan, and she believes that women's football in the Gambia can develop. She spoke to Planet Sport Football Africa's Mamadou Ba. Yes, there is potential in women's football because. For me, as an ambassador, I guess my role is to improve women's football in the Gambia. So obviously, if we work hand in glove with you, the media, and the football body GFF, I guess women's football in the Gambia will go to a higher flight. Because you know, maybe the problem we are having, um, women in this generation get the concept that 11 women cannot put on the same outfit in the public, but 11 women can put on the same jersey in the field. So I guess women football in the Gambia will go um, into a high high. Which step, as an ambassador, um, which step are you taking in making sure that um, women's football can be improved? We are taking many steps because we are making I mean, the public to become aware of women's football so that they can come out when the, there is a league game. That's why we even take the league game from goal project and bring it to the public so that they can be aware of women's football. That is among the steps that we are taking so that we, the public can be aware of women's football in the Gambia. And I guess through the development of women football in the Gambia, we can also participate in many African Cups or even the World Cup. That's Gambian player Ajara Samba. And last year, a team from Scotland, the Glasgow Girls, visited the Gambia, which helped to build interest in women's football. Now, Mamadou Ba also spoke to Saini Sisore. She's a former player and now the Gambia Football Federation's women's football coordinator. She thinks that better times are ahead for women's football in the Gambia. Yeah, of course, yes. And now you can see we're improving because you can see now no one the Super Cup. The Glasgow girls were here also. You can see all those things, they are improvement. And you can see their level of performance in football. They are being very matured. The other side is why always you see some improvement, because I was a player like them. I know what they need right now, and that's what I'm pushing forward to see. The executive will do their utmost best to see everything is put in place. If they don't do full, but half of it, they will try to, to, to change certain things in football, especially in development. How can it be improved? How can it be improved is to create some funds for women football because that's our main problem, to create funds so that we can see a lot of activities can be taking place. And definitely, Modo, I'm really impressed with the new executive, how they treat women football. Before, women football is not developed, we all know, because of why? Lack of the capacity. But now you can see the capacity is coming gradually. We will see, they will come, we can even have a women director in football, so that we are praying for. So everything is due gradually. Talking of the Glasgow girls' um, visit, um, how can, um, how does uh, that visit push, um, you know, w- w- women's football development in the Gambia? Well, Mudu, it really boosts the moral of the uh, women's football in the Gambia. Because you can see this is ever in the history of female football that we're having a team from all the way from Europe, coming to Gambia, playing with the national team. I don't think it's ever happened in Gambia, a team from even Senegal coming to Gambia to play with a national team. No, I don't think so. Maybe it was it is years back, but presently, none. This is the first time edition that the European players are coming to play in the Gambia. And you can see the difference. That's the... 
think that puts the moral of the women for what they got. Finally, um, what message do you have um, for parents and, of course, uh, the footballers themselves? Yeah, what I normally say to them is, especially footballers, because I was like them, but we have their friends. Because for me, what I believe is, whatever you want to do, go for it. Because if you, if you don't know what you want, you can never have what you want in life. Because you cannot be, you cannot be, right, uh, you cannot dance at the same time, you cannot sit at the same time, you cannot do once. You have to do one and focus on that. If you want to be a footballer, you have to be focused and give it to you that you want to be a complete player. I was telling my parents that if I gradually, finally want to leave football, I want to be a football administrator or something in football because I want to do I don't want to do other fields because they, they even force me go and do tourism go and do journalism some of the journalists even invite me to because you can talk because I don't want to do those things what I want is to be a footballer from there if I retired I want to be someone administ uh, to be an administrator you can see how God make it fast for me now, still now, I'm a very good player because people normally call me, you don't have to leave that job and go for playing football. I said, no. I said, God decided for me to be the administrator. And definitely, you can see it's an advantage for me because right now I'm building my capacity. Secondly, women football also, we have the advantage that they have someone who was like them before and she will fight for them. That's what I'm doing right now because I know what they need. Because you can see some girls, they are not educated. What they all do is football that's their life so we have to help them and gradually i want to see in the next years that gambia will see women football calling them as a professional coming to play for gambia and for sure it will happen very very soon you will see that but that due to hard work everything is hard work and discipline then give me what i have today that's Saini Sisore, a former player and now the Gambia Football Federation's women's football coordinator, someone with a great passion for women's football and a vision for the future. So the Gambia are trying to make progress in women's football and they're taking it steadily, building on youth before going on to the Africa Women's Cup of Nations qualifiers. Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport, and we're taking a look at women's football in Africa. We've highlighted two of the smaller teams in the Gambia and Tanzania, and if you go back 15 years, there were three real big guns in women's football on the continent. That was Nigeria, Ghana and South Africa, with Zimbabwe the fourth best team at that point. These days, though, teams like Cameroon, Ivory Coast and Equatorial Guinea have come onto the scene. Cameroon reached the second round of the Women's World Cup last year, doing really well on their debut appearance. Ghana are the African Games champions. They won last year beating Cameroon in the final. Back in 2011, it was the other way round with Cameroon beating Ghana in the final. With the Rio Olympics coming up in August, Africa's two representatives are Zimbabwe and South Africa. But Nigeria are the most successful African team of all when it comes to women's football. They are nine times African champions, winning all but two of the editions, with the other two going to Equatorial Guinea. And the Super Falcons have played at all seven editions of the Women's World Cup, reaching the quarterfinals in 1999. But, uh, Solomon, you have to say it's much more competitive for Nigeria these days. 
Yes, definitely, Steve. Uh, Nigeria, we know, used to be like the only African country, you know, that represents Africa in the Women's World Cup, in the Olympic Games. Uh, we've seen quite a lot of it, and we've seen how Nigeria has uh, performed. But, you know, in a couple of months, women football teams would be in Rio for the Olympic Games, and Nigeria is not going to be there. Uh, so Nigeria has really been experiencing that lost in, in, in growth. They've gotten to a place where they hit the ceiling. There are football clubs for women all across Nigeria. The game is played really on the street by girls. You know, it's, it's played as a competition in a league format. Uh, and that is, that is really great. But uh, Nigeria has exported quite a lot of players also overseas in the English uh, League for Women, in Sweden, in Norway, in the USA. Uh, but Nigeria really realized that, you know, they've gone to a place right now where if they really want to keep dominating, then they need to change their approach. You know, recently the Nigerian uh, Football Federation brought in a new coach uh, for the uh, Falcons, the Super Falcons, that is, is uh, Florence Omagwemi. Florence Omagwemi was a Nigerian women's uh, football team's captain back in uh, early 2000s, late 1990s, and she went to the U.S. and did quite a lot. And one thing Nigeria has also realized is uh, the other African teams are catching up. We've seen great improvement from countries like Ivory Coast. Ghana, for me, has been one of the biggest improvements so far. And South Africa has been improving bit by bit and bit by bit, and they uh, they have a coach uh, from Holland. They've improved and they do all their best to prepare four games to get the right girls to play. The, the league in South Africa is gradually coming through. Uh, so, so we've seen quite a, a, a lot of this. In, in Ghana, is also the same thing. So uh, gradually, we, we've seen how uh, you know, the, the weaker teams are now becoming stronger, which is really good, which shows that there's balance coming through. And, and also Nigeria now is beginning to get to a place where they hit the ceiling. Uh, Nigeria did well a few years ago, you know, getting to uh, the final of the FIFA on the 21 uh, Women's World Cup. But at the same time, you know, we've gotten to a place now where the only way Nigeria could really show that they really improved is to be able to get a medal at the Olympic Games or to get to the final of a FIFA Women's World Cup, any of that. That's the only way to, to really show. But gradually, we're beginning to see the government, football administrators and corporates saying, OK, look, let's uh, put a bit of money in, in women's football i feel that's what women football need needs that support for them to be able to uh, to grow uh, let's try to identify talents let's go around and, and get talents let's get some of the best coaches let's get the right coaches to come in and to be able to uh, to coach in a better way let's make the atmosphere conducive let's not leave uh, women's football as a, as a second rated uh, uh, football league how do we improve it you know we're beginning to see you know a lot of football fans going to watch women's football now so which is really a, a, a great thing that way it shows that you know women's football is growing and nigeria better do something about it because other teams are really coming strong. Well sure it's good that women's football is getting more competitive in Africa and Nigeria need to work hard to keep their reputation intact. Now women's football is more advanced in many western countries than in much of Africa. Let's go to the UK now to our European football expert Stuart Weir. Uh, Stuart how popular would you say women's football is in England? Well, it's pretty low, but it's certainly growing. We've had a women's super league, as it's called, since 2011. Um, initially, 
it was said that the league was going to be professional and the intention was that several players would be paid in excess of $30,000. But in reality, it's actually semi-professional. Only a handful of the players are full-time. Most of the players need to have another job uh, to earn their living. Part of the problem is that attendances are really only a few hundred and uh, you know it's hard to sustain clubs with that. One thing that surprised me, they are attracting um, some good overseas players as well. Now probably Sweden is the country that has had the longest tradition of strong women's football in Europe and for example in 2013 when the European Women's Championship was held in Sweden it attracted more than 200,000 spectators and a quarter of a million allegedly watching in fan zones and again it claimed 65 million TV audience so that is really massive for, for women's football. But, you know, compared to men's football, it's probably uh, not even 1% of the interest or profile. But uh, the interest is increasing, can we say, Stuart? Um, yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at it at a club level, uh, you know, the grassroots level, um, there are certainly a lot more clubs uh, than there were, you know, when uh, if I think back 15 years ago, my daughter would have been interested in playing a bit of uh, football or soccer, and there just weren't any clubs. Now there are clubs, uh, much more, but I don't think it's really caught on as a game which is played a lot in schools, for example. Probably hockey and netball would still be the predominant girls' sports. There's also a lot more rugby than there used to be, but I, I think that women's football has a long, long way to go. There's not much on television, there's not much in the papers. Uh, it just doesn't get the profile at the moment. And uh, Stuart, how would this compare with women's football in the USA? It's a, quite a success there, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I think compared to the USA, uh, the, the, the money is very small over here. I, I understand that the WPS in America is pretty much uh, professional. And, of course, the Americans have often done very well in the World Cup and in the Olympics, uh, one of the dominant teams. I think where that starts is that women's soccer is really strong in the colleges. And, of course, we d don't really have the same type of... Uh, college sport at the same level. So I think the Americans are building from the bottom. I think it's, it's quite a popular high school game and it's very popular in college. They've done well in the Olympics and out of that they've been able to build a professional league, arguably more easily than they built a men's professional league. Thanks a lot, Stuart. So women's football is well organised in the USA. In fact, the USA are record three times women's World Cup winners. Well, on Facebook and WhatsApp this week, you can tell us how is women's football doing in your country? How's the state of the game where you are? Also, are you interested in women's football? Now, here in Zimbabwe, we get big crowds for the women's national team, but it's not the case in many countries. And at the last Africa Women's Cup of Nations finals in Namibia, there were poor attendances for most games, except where the hosts were playing. So tell us, how is the state of women's football in your country? And are you interested in the women's game? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. 
Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport, and exciting news about our new app. Now, if you miss the show, you can listen any time on our brand new app, and to download it, just go to the Play Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. It's about four megabytes, so it won't use too much airtime to download, and then you can listen to the show there. In fact, there are 128 episodes of the show there on the app, all available on demand. So to download, go to the Play Store, enter Planet Sport Football Africa, and listen to the show any time. Do note that you will incur airtime charges if you're not connected to a wireless network. You can also listen to the show on our website, planetsportfootballafrica.com. And you can see our pictures there in case you're wondering what we all look like. The website, planetsportfootballafrica.com. You can follow us too on Twitter, the handle at planetsportfa. Keep in touch with news about the show and African football news on Twitter at planetsportfa. Well, next we turn to your comments on Facebook and on WhatsApp. And as Suleiman Sonko in the Gambia is still celebrating the first goal scored in the English Premier League by a Gambian. That, of course, Modu Barrow scoring for Swansea in the recent 3-2 defeat to Bournemouth. As Suleiman says, go, go, Mo Barrow, we're proud of you and hope you can save Swansea from relegation. And yeah, despite that defeat, uh, Swansea now have won three of their last four games. So it does seem they will be playing again in the English Premier League next season. Modu Sainé in the Gambia got in touch to applaud Manchester United's 1-0 win at Neighbours Manchester City last Sunday. He says a Derby debut winning goal for Marcus Rashford. What a great win. And that, in fact, is five goals now for Marcus Rashford. Two in the Europa League tie against FC Midtjylland. Two in the league against Arsenal. And now one against Man City. All of them vital goals which helped to secure wins for Man United. And it's remarkable to think that Rashford is still only 18 and he wouldn't be playing if not for an injury to Wayne Rooney. He's certainly a bright young talent and some are saying he's almost single-handedly rescued what has been a very poor season for Louis van Gaal's team by their own standards. More on Rashford from Stuart shortly. So this weekend we have the 2017 Nations Cup qualifiers and Lamine Samate from the Gambia has a prediction. He says the Gambia will beat Mauritania 4-0 and Mo Barrow will score twice and Mohamed Conte will score two. Uh, so they meet twice in the space of five days to the Gambia and Mauritania. Uh, Moses, also in the Gambia, says, I'm listening to your show. I enjoy it. I love you guys and keep it up. Well, thanks very much, Moses. That's great to hear. And we'll certainly continue to do our best to keep bringing you all the latest news and stories in African football. Thanks, as always, for those comments. And this week, tell us how is the state of women's football in your country? And are you interested in women's football? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. The Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. And you're always welcome to comment on any footballing matter that you like. Well, now let's catch up with the thrilling action in the English Premier League and the contribution being made by African players. Stuart, we're still with us from the UK. And, uh, Stuart, it's still Leicester on top and looking like they could do it. They maintained their push for the Premier League title with that hard-fought 1-0 win at Crystal Palace last weekend. And that was the 13th time they've won 1-0 this season. So it's, it's really efficient. Another thing to say about Leicester City is that they were unchanged. And if things go as they are at present, they will go through the season 
having made less changes. In fact, only two teams ever made less changes than Leicester City. So it's about having a consistent team and being efficient. And, of course, having Riyad Mahrez to score yet another goal. And he scored more away goals this season than any other player. That's the 12th time he scored away from home. And, again, you know, those may seem silly statistics, but if you've got a consistent team and you've got an ability to win 1-0 in a tough game, and you've got a player who seems just somehow to be able to find the space in away games to score, then that's a great help. Well, Leicester are amazing, is all I can say. No English Premier League matches this weekend, as it's an international weekend, so the Foxes resume their bid for the title next weekend. And Stuart, after three league games without a win, Arsenal were back to winning ways at Everton. Yes, and a, a first Premier League goal for the Nigerian Alex Awobi, who incidentally has JJ Okocha, the legendary Bolton and other clubs player, as his uncle. And yes, Arsenal back to winning ways. They're certainly still in the mix. But Tottenham, who beat Bournemouth 3-0, are probably the most serious challengers to Leicester City. But you'd have to say that it's Leicester's to lose. You know, Manchester City suffered a real blow by losing at home to Manchester United. And Marcus Rutford, the 18-year-old Manchester boy, got the goal. And it's interesting in the cosmopolitan Premier League that Manchester United's last seven goals, six of them have been scored by English players. Another fascinating statistic, Steve, is that Joe Hart was substituted through injury. And now this is the first time in 255 games that he has not got through the 90 minutes. So being the reserve goalkeeper behind Joe Hart can be quite a boring game and not many opportunities to get on the pitch. (laughs) <laughs> so tough being reserve keeper to Joe Hart. Uh, the battle for the four UEFA Champions League places is certainly hotting up. Uh, Manchester City, despite that defeat, have 51 points. But hot on their heels are West Ham and Man United on 50 points. It'll be very interesting to see which four teams actually get those four places for the Champions League. Yes, it certainly is. I mean, I think you can be fairly sure that Arsenal, Tottenham and Leicester will get three of them. But the fourth one is really fascinating. And Manchester City have not scored in their last three games from being the clear favourites. I think that they are looking over their shoulders. Manchester United could come with a late run. West Ham looks strong. Absolutely fascinating. And, of course, what is Pep Guardiola thinking about potentially taking over as Manchester City manager to play in the Europa League? No Champions League football, guaranteed for Manchester City. Well, that can't be what Pep Guardiola was expecting. And now the situation at the foot of the table is still very tense, Stuart. The games coming up after the international break will perhaps help to define which clubs will be going down. Well, uh, Norwich City did themselves no harm at all by beating West Brom while none of their other rivals won. And just let's pause for a moment to put football in perspective. Du Merci Bocani from Congo, played in that game for Norwich and then was on his way to play for his country when he was caught up in the terrorist attack in Brussels airport. He was actually in the airport when the bombs went off. He was unhurt. But, you know, I think that at times we think of football as a matter of life and death. But, you know, there was a player who, according to the official statement, was shaken but unharmed. And, uh, you know, a lot more serious things could have happened than losing a football match. 
The other big game was Newcastle against Sunderland, and Sunderland took the lead, but Newcastle got the equaliser. And that really did neither side much good. You know, it's two points dropped as much as a point gained. And it, to me, looks more and more likely that either Newcastle or Sunderland, or indeed both, will go down. Yes, and going back to the Brussels bomber tax, uh, Zimbabwe star striker Knowledge Musona is based in Belgium. He flew out of Brussels to Zimbabwe the day before those tragic bombings, and he felt fortunate not to have been affected. And uh, Stuart, apart from the top and the bottom of the table, some good performances by Africans for the mid-table sides last weekend. Well, Sadio Mane, the Senegalese Southampton player, is certainly making the headlines. Last week he got a red card, which was completely unfair. It was rescinded. He wasn't banned. He played this week, came off the bench when Liverpool were beating Southampton 2-0, and he scored two goals, helping Southampton to beat Liverpool 3-2. So uh, an eventful period for him. West Ham got a really good draw away to Chelsea, and but for a late and controversial penalty for Chelsea, they, they could have won that game. And we had Kweti, Emeniki and Saho all involved there, you know, the strong African presence we've talked about at West Ham. And, of course, Chelsea had their, I suppose you could say, their normal two Africans, John Obi-Mikhail from Nigeria, and Bertram Traore, Burkina Faso, also came on to the last half hour. But... Things are not good at Chelsea. They're struggling to win any games at the moment. Well, indeed. Thanks a lot, Stuart. So no club football in Europe this weekend. They have international friendlies and there are Cup of Nations qualifiers all across Africa. Well, that's it for this week. But on Facebook and on WhatsApp, tell us how is the state of women's football in your country? And also, are you interested in women's football? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Remember, you can download our brand new app and listen to the show anytime. To download, go to the Play Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare, also from Solomon Ashoms in Nigeria, and from Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.